0: Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father.
1: He told me enough. He told me to kill me. If Karga said you were coming, we have your portal. I like those odds.
0: Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X Wing miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X Wing board game.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Forest Moon Radio. I'm Luke, or Lu Lunatic, online. And we have a couple of regulars with us and a couple of special guests as well. We have another doubleheader this episode. Uh we have uh Dave with us. Uh and we have Justice with us as well.
3: Hello. Also known as a treaties a treaties online. There I mispronounced my own name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll we'll get there. We'll get it. It's we'll summer it for out. me. So
3: thinking <laughs> so, is off the like chart.
0: It's it's high level program you get here for the uh, amount
2: you pay to listen. Yeah, yeah, and a couple of guests joining us, we have Clint and Dan from the Grubcast, the Midwest Scrubcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Hello
4: there. Hello.
5: Thank you for having us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We had the other half on here last week. Of course, you two are my favorite.
4: Oh, oh. Favorite. Yeah, that,
5: I, that I didn't. Sounds, why it wouldn't be true? Sounds good. I, <laughs> I did I, not I mean, say
2: that to them at all last time. So i I wouldn't know i I didn't i didn't listen actually good good (laughs) Good, and obviously you have no reason to uh, disagree Uh, no reason to dispute at all (laughs) (laughs) all right well i'll kind of um start off kind of what we did last time uh i'm not sure how different your guys stories are but uh kind of how you two met each other? How you two started playing X Wing? If, if you guys started before you met each other, just just a little. Tell us a little story.
5: Okay. Well, uh, hi. Um, my name's Clint, and I'm a scrub.
2: <laughs> hi, oh, Clint.
5: Oh, 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 we're not.
2: Oh, we're not doing that. Sorry. I thought. I no, thought no, that's what that's we do.
1: not Part of this. That's the. That's, oh, that's, that's, what,
2: we, that's our yeah. thing. Not
5: there.
2: But right. Yep. My bad. We can do that. At, we can do that later. We'll ask while you're a scrub.
5: Oh, yeah. uh, no. Um. I, I Dan definitely started playing before I did. His story dates back before mine does.
1: I mean, I, I suppose I could go first, but I, I feel like
5: we really ought to do this uh, not in chronological order. So, oh, that's fine. Right. So, uh, yeah, I guess I I started playing X Wing, seeing it in a in a store, and then I I, I was deciding between that or playing uh, like Armada, I guess, and I decided X Wing over Armada because it looked uh, it looked a little more easily available. Wait, you actually Um, played Armada? No, I did not. I Okay. So I stumbled across X Wing from a game called Wings of Glory, which is a World War II basically just it's just like X Wing. But I I was looking up games that were like that that had a a player base in St. Louis to actually go play with and I stumbled across uh Armada and X Wing and found out that there's no real Armada scene in X in St. Louis. So X Wing was the one to go to so I did. And then it just so happened that the very first night I went to a game night, uh, the couple guys there were like, hey, well, you know, on Friday nights, we all play up in uh, you know, another part of St. Louis and you should come up there. So I went up there and that's the first time I actually ever met Dan. Fast forward a couple of years now, we uh, we hang out all the time and uh, work with each other and we see each other way too much, probably almost every day of the week.
2: Which it's pretty cool that you guys get to do that together, like sitting across from each other. It's would nice. Would love to. Would love to do that sometime. Yeah, um,
1: it's uh, it's much better than recording over Discord. That's for sure.
5: Yeah, the, uh, the, the being able to be in a room together, we have uh, a a really fun rapport, and also like we get to see each other. So and hold hands.
1: W- Don't forget that.
5: Yeah, we get to hold hands. <laughs> we get to like wink at each other, make cutesy faces. You know, flirt with each oh. other across the across the room. Uh, which of course doesn't happen because you know we don't do that kind of thing. Uh, Dan and Matt playing footsies. Okay. Yes, of course it does. that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Either way, you know who's to say.
4: <laughs>
5: but no, it's 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 great to have it have it uh, recorded in person because of all
2: all the well all the reasons. <laughs> all right, and uh, Dan, is there any more that you want to add to the story, unchronologically, of course?
1: Um I well so I mean I I got into X-Wing because a friend of mine his brother-in-law played and so we wound up over at his house for a, a night of you know some beers and and a uh, a massive dining room table game of X-Wing that I think there were 5 or 6 of us and we each had two ships and I don't even remember what all happened but it was an incredibly long but fun evening. Um, and bought a lot with a couple other friends of somebody who was getting out of the game. And, uh, after, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks of playing, I heard that there was actually a tournament scene and went to a local game store for a tournament and played and had an absolute blast. Um, and have been hooked ever since. And that was, I don't know, wave six of first edition, somewhere around in there.
5: It was it was time ago. It
2: was sometime yes
5: yeah, so it was times ago.
2: yeah so That's like true. 2014, 2015 somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, it probably would have been sometime in twenty fifteen.
2: That's about when I heard of it and started getting into it. Um but a dislike for tabletop at home. I didn't start playing at the store until twenty eighteen, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean I probably only yeah. had about a month of you know, kitchen table playing before I actually jumped out into um, game stores. And, and actually, really, before I even started very much in game stores for casual nights, I started a casual night, which uh, which is actually the one that Clint was talking about and came up to
2: on Friday nights, That's still going. Yeah, we have a store out here, the game chamber. A long time ago, like, I thought the only way to play games was... Like, go to Games Workshop and play Warhammer. And of course, I was wrong. There's game stores that allow every type of game. And there are certain nights of the week where they focus on a certain game and a lot of people show up, which is which is awesome. Like, I I didn't know that was really a thing until I started coming out with my cousin and kind of playing around. But yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's a cool little community we have.
3: Y'all have it me is. all depressed. Our game no, store but... just announced that it's not opening its game room and closing oh, no. in October.
1: Oh no. Oh man.
3: Our one game Ooh. store over here.
1: That's so sad. Yeah, St. Louis Is it I-
0: uh is it COVID at all?
3: Uh, no, well, they didn't open it because of COVID, but they're just right. they they're making money but they're like, eh, "We're just we're getting get, we're going to get out. We our son just had a, a daughter, so we want to spend time with our granddaughter and we're done."
2: So they're, they're just up and left. <laughs> no one's going to take over.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh it's upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean,
5: not to brag, but we have a plethora of game stores to choose from. We do, not sure. just one. And they're... they all have a bunch <sighs> of events going on. Uh, like you know, like you said, like the the nightly events of uh, you know this this night is Magic Night, this night is X Wing Night, this night is. You know, I guess I have to drive to
3: St. Louis every day then.
5: You, you probably should. I mean, it's I not a bad... <laughs> There's yep. a lot of them up here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it, the stuff hasn't completely reopened because of COVID quite yet. But before COVID, I mean, you could go out literally any night of the week and find games of X-wing
2: being played at, at different, you know, different game stores. That's crazy. Yeah, we just have Tuesday night. Like other people would come out, right, Dave? Like on other nights of the week, um,
0: for X-wing or like the store had, like you know, Friday night Magic. Uh yeah they, their, they had fnm and they have D one night
4: saturday uh, but yeah, night tw-
0: like we've, we've stuck with tuesdays and it's it's been star wars night like legion armada or x-wing although lately i mean <laughs> we've been in lockdown for a few months now but uh basically since covid started it was only x-wing because that was the more popular game there was only a few armada guys and they uh well they, they felt safer at home so they stayed and uh the same with the Legion guys, although a couple of Legion guys, uh, like you, Luke, had babies. So, you know, it is what it is. It ebbs and flows, but uh, X Wing survives.
1: I feel like yeah. babies would really interfere with things.
0: Yeah. I keep trying oh. to talk people out of having them, but
1: man, <laughs> they just
3: keep. You doing know, it. I brought this up before. It's because I had a baby that I got introduced to uh, TTS X Wing back when, you know, you had to move your own ships.
2: That just sounds awful. Who would ever yeah. want to do that? that? Sounds it sounds terrible.
3: It got me practicing for worlds and everything. It was awful. Yeah. Uh, every update they did, like, oh, now you can just right-click your ship. And it was like you had to choose cards, your card movement. Okay. But then you could yeah. right-click and the, your the ship. the mods
2: just got better and better and better. Yep. Yeah. I, I, when I started, it was, um, you had to, uh, the dials were completely different. I, I can't remember even how they were. You had to have, um, instead of pressing buttons, you had to flip your dial and you had a hidden zone where you kept your dials until it was past the, um, until it was activation, then you would pull your dial dial out and flip it. So there was a lot of accidental dial
4: flipping and seeing maneuvers. But now you just press a button and That's then terribly flip it. tedious. I know, very nice and streamlined now. Mm-hmm. All right. So
2: before we kind of get started with the main subjects and talking about a few things, I want to thank you, Dan, for oh, okay. on your last on the last podcast you called the Scum Falcon complete trash multiple <laughs> times, and it just won an event I was in.
1: Okay.
0: And, yeah. and, and,
2: and now I want you to call me trash multiple times so that I win to the next event. Can you do that?
1: Oh, I mean, sure. Yeah, Luke, your. Do uh, <laughs> you, you seem like trash? I don't know what to tell you, bud.
2: Sweet, I'm gonna <laughs> win now.
3: Are you following your HMPs again?
2: I don't know uh, when I'll be able to fly another event, but hopefully, I win it. I think my like um, my next big event probably won't be till the November GSB event because um, we could talk about it a little bit. The uh, the Bespin event that just happened.
3: Congratulations, uh, Luke! Of course, you want to talk about it.
2: Yes, of course. <laughs> I got I got top sixteen in that, so I managed to make the cut day. But I lost my first round against another separatist list. Damn separatists!
1: Right? And, Who likes and, the separatists? Come on!
2: Hey, I'm one of those separatist players that listens what? to your <laughs> uh, podcast.
1: Oh, so oh. they do actually exist? Oh. That's
2: crazy. They do exist.
5: <laughs> oh. yeah. It's just
1: him. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I yeah, maybe.
5: Good, good. It's probably not those actual separatist players. It's the people who are playing the scum ships and the scum pilots in the separatist faction that are calling themselves separatists that listen to us. I'm sure that's that's where you're getting confused. <laughs>
2: hey, I fly sure. a ship. Uh, eight-shaped drone swarms, and I fly the five HMP swarms, so oh. that's it, it, a little bit different. He's
5: than the a weird space. one.
4: He's a weird one. Yeah, apparently. Uh, don't why know, do you listen you don't to I don't I don't know this know the guy? Plan. Who
5: are you? I mean, <laughs> some Luke guy and affiliated with X-Wing. <laughs> are you the Luke? Well, You're the, are you the painter guy? The, the... <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he's,
5: so he's
4: been him. out of the picture for a while. Yeah. He has been, yeah. I miss Luke. He does
1: call himself a lunatic. so,
4: I mean... You know, yeah, fair
2: enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to um, I'm not sure if we want to go through every single list, but we got Bespin here. I'll pull up the list fortress here for you guys. We can take a quick look. Yeah,
5: I was actually one of those crazy people who stayed up uh, super late and watched both nights. Uh, it was it was quite a ride the first night. It was like 4 a.m. or something like that when I finally was like, OK, I'm done. And I on the other hand didn't watch a single game.
2: So the first night it was seven PM my time till six thirty AM. I finally went to bed. It was actually running on pretty much on time and we didn't have like we had like maybe a ten minute break
4: in between. Um in between the first three and last three rounds.
5: Yeah, I didn't want to play because of
4: that reason. I didn't want to be up till
2: stupid hours in the morning playing. I I never do all nighters. I never do all nighters, and somehow I got my second win. I'm thankful I did because I got my invite. So,
4: yeah, congrats! Well,
2: yeah, congratulations, of course. This is not all about me. Let's let's talk about the top sixteen. We can talk about the top sixteen here. So we got um, some very interesting lists. We got Catherine in here making the top sixteen as well. Do you guys have the links open? Um, so. We got lots of scum, lots of separatists, uh, lots of interesting stuff. I'll, I'll, uh, if you guys can click on the actual cut, and then it's kind of in order. Yep. All right. So I'll start with the first one here. Um, Sebastian Demers. Uh, he's flying a scum list here with Ketsu Onio, uh, Genesis Red, Constable Suvio, Sunny Bounder, and Cartel Spacer. Uh, Ketsu has Fearless, Zam Shadowcaster, uh, Genesis has Cutlerot Advanced Proton Torpedoes, and Constable Zuvia has Proximity Mines. So we got a five list scum list, or five five ship scum list here doing some work.
3: Shout out to that person bringing Ketsu, like, good on them.
2: Yeah, that's not one of the. That's not the only large ship. Um,
3: now it's really interesting. I do like Zam with Shadowcaster on that. Okay. I know something to try now.
2: I mean if if you got them facing you at range one with a fearless plus Sam combo, that's nasty. It's
4: disgusting. You really don't want to shoot that ship. Um all right, next we got Catherine.
2: Uh uh Trades, you wanna go over uh Catherine's sure.
3: sister? Uh Catherine has Shock T. In the Edit Two Plus Marksmanship auto Blasters, R Seven A Seven, we've seen the auto damage Edit Twos, but then they have four Red Squadron bombers with ion cannon turrets and thermal detonators. Hey,
5: we found out those are really, really good. Uh, you their know, price, price for your for yep. your <laughs> for your buck. Yeah, they take a yeah. lot of hits for their cost.
4: You guys are I, talking I about agree. math or
5: something. <laughs> something something math, but yeah, we found out that the, the bombers are good. Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, Ion Turrets, cool to watch. thermals, I mean, thermals are so good for their price, That's it's going to go up. But after summer, they're going to go up after summer.
1: Mm-hmm. So for the listeners, you know, the, those who, who aren't up on such things, uh, what is uh, R7A7?
3: A- R7A7 is, you have three charges on it and You spend a charge and you turn a hit to a crit.
1: Oh, that seems good, yeah.
3: Great. Especially <laughs> combined with marksmanship and, and auto blasters on, on that little nimble ship,
1: mm-hmm. Clint. That seems yeah. like
5: something you should try. Well, no, th- this is the uh, this is the seven point upgrade that I've been telling you about. You know, I, I, oh, have yeah. you. Uh-huh, yeah, I was like, yeah, you just put any Jedi with a little 7-point upgrade and you have something that can do a bunch of auto damage as long as you stay out of arc and don't get shot. I don't think you told yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Now, this has been a staple that's been around for quite a while. Uh, the very first guy who did it did it with, uh, like, an Anakin and I mean, a couple arcs or something. And it comes
3: with the R 2. R787 comes with the attitude, 2, and because they decided to get, give it a Force and Talent slot, people are like... We can put marksmanship in auto blasters.
4: Seems good, yeah.
3: Now, shock T. I mean, I'm guessing they put shock T because they're like, we don't have the points for anything else, any other Jedi.
4: Yeah, and it's not well, the, the only that time are, she puts up either. Uh, it's it's
5: not this one, but yeah, you'll you'll see her later, and uh, this is not the best version of her. The I like the other one better, but we'll get there. All
2: right, next is me. No one cares. All right, uh, uh,
3: let's talk about you.
2: All right, I'll I'll go over it real quick. Um, I got DGSO 47 and the HMP, and then four Bactoid drones. They all got the repulsorless stabilizers. Um, two of the Bactoid drones have ion missiles. One has KTB four tactical relay, and one has probe droids. So. I, I copied Ryan Stanisussie's version. I used to have all of them, and uh, one with probe droids, no ion missiles, and I used to have Grievous on uh, DGS 047
4: mm-hmm.
2: to keep uh, uh,
5: for, him around. For those non-separatist players, uh, who's K2B4? <laughs> uh, it's
2: a tough um... relay. Um, you spend a uh, calculate after defending or while defending, and then the opponent can choose to, to take a strain token on their defender or you gain an evade result. So that's not just changing your die result, it's adding a whole other evade die with an evade result on it. That's that seems good. Yeah, not and
3: bad. Combined Weird. with the backdoor drone, since you're taking locks like turn two, your two dice shots have strong consistency. So you save your calculates for oh, you're going to shoot me? Okay, I'll add an evade, spending it, or you take a strain, which, why would you take the strain?
2: Yeah, especially against um, low ship counts, you don't want to take that strain against
4: Five a, possible ships.
2: Range, a possible range one with double rerolls and calculate. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Probably not a good choice. Keeps these eight health uh, ships around for a long time. Uh, neck,
2: um, yeah, and then I uh, I faced against another separatist list, which we'll get to in the top eight. Uh, next, uh, Dave, you want to go over um, re- Rogelio's list?
4: Uh, sure. So oh, he is playing. Oh uh, no, that's the re- Resistance. Resistance, Resistance.
0: Yeah, sorry. Uh, Sefton Vanek with heroic proton rockets and advanced optics. ZZ Tolo with heroic proton rockets and advanced optics. Uh Talison Lindra with heroic proton rockets advanced optics. And Greer Sonel with heroic advanced optics. Um uh, a list I have never played, but I feel like, Luke, you have tried this before, or something like it.
2: Yeah, this is the four, one of the four ship versions. Instead of taking Merle as a fourth piece, he went with Greer. Um but uh, Marcel's made a pretty, uh, this one pretty famous with uh, three procket carriers at I-5 and then a, an efficient four ship.
3: What does Sefton do?
2: Uh, Sefton's not great. Pretty much just an <laughs> I-5. He's an okay. I-5. That's his ability. So pretty much you... T- uh, you uh, I can't remember what phase it's in, but you shoot off your evade token to somebody at range 1. Uh, but then you're tokenless.
3: After you perform a boost action, you may transfer one of a token to a friendly ship at range one. That sounds terrible.
2: Um, let's see if somebody coordinating Sefton, and, and why would you do that?
4: <laughs> yeah, 37 yeah. point I-5, though. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure all the I-5s are that I cost, so. except for ZZ.
3: Oh, ZZ needs to go away. ZZ's <laughs> fine.
2: All right, next we got Nicholas God. Yes, we know you're a god. and You're flying Nantex. Ugh.
3: Hey, nothing's wrong with Nantex. It's just how they build it.
2: Yeah, well, at least they only have the five this time. But yes, we got the five with Predator and Treacherous, the five Petronaki Arena Aces, but everybody knows about those guys. So um, we'll go down to Julian. Uh, Clint, do you mind going over Julian's list a little bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, he's
5: got the invincible, or a sort of invincible. You got Venny with the tragedy stimulator, Productive co-pilot, turret gunner, seismic charges, thermal detonators. Alongside that, he's got a Ray with Corsella Finn, shield upgrade, and the Falcon title. Ray's Falcon title because it's Ray's. You know, she inherited it from uh, Han, not Chewie. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, you have a little, a little tide pod, Rose Tyco, with a uh, three PO inside of it.
2: So a little list you managed to fit a third chip in there. I
5: yeah, I actually find it interesting that you could fit that that rose in there with a Vinny Ray. I guess most people just stack so much on Vinny and Ray that they, they don't actually think about putting a little tide pod in
3: there. And you know, having the Rose coordinator is very helpful.
4: Hmm.
2: I mean, I guess you can fit it because there are some big upgrades that they didn't put on here, uh, but they managed to fit the shield upgrade on Ray. That's interesting.
3: Well, because they're not putting Rose on Ray.
2: Oh, that's right. Uh, that's, a, uh, yeah, that's a big that's, piece of that Ray.
4: Yeah,
5: that's a very big piece of the the, the Ray, Death Ray. Um, yeah. You're still getting a really good Ray shot with the Finn um and you and can do co- all can the coordinate.
2: and you're coordinated yeah
3: you can coordinate that target lock anyway so
1: and have another two dice gun on the table
2: and another body to shoot down mm-hmm. uh, next yeah. dan uh would you mind going over the uh next Shock T build
4: sure
1: yeah so i think this is the uh, the build that clint was referring to earlier it's a uh, shock T with battle meditation and jamming beam and then Force Shadow Squadron veterans, all with dorsal turret and APT.
5: Yeah, yeah, this is the one that I was like, this one's, this one's kind of nasty. If you land it right.
3: Yeah, it punches hard.
5: Yeah, yeah, because you can have, because you can, Shakti, the turn four, can spend both her Force to have two of those um, Y wings to save their focus, and then she'll get one Force back. And then they all move, and then she can use Battle Meditation, which coordinates two generic ships and they have to do the same action. So you can coordinate the other two, a focus, and then all four of them take target locks. It's kind of disgusting if it all works out well.
2: Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Stay out of range one, folks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because that's four fully
5: modded APTs or dorsal turrets, whatever is happening. Um, and then from there on, like, Shock- like after the initial joust, Shakti's not really that great because she only ever will have one force recurring unless you put patience on her. Um, because she's going to either do the battle meditation or a reposition or her ability, you know. So she'll never have two force ever again.
3: Yeah, you don't have patience, so...
5: Yeah, so she'll she'll never have two force ever again. So this is a this is a one, you know, a one one punch on the first round. But even after that, I mean the battle meditation is still really good. But uh Yeah, he did pretty good. But that's a heck of a first punch. Yeah,
2: if if it goes down well, it's a, heck of a first
4: mm-hmm. punch.
2: And then you got some some thick boys to take down after that uh-huh. with a lot less ships on your side. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, next we got some scrub named Will Hegwood. Wink, he's got uh, four Tempest Squadron pilots, three with fire control system, and Colonel Jendon. Uh, target
3: locks out there, you got burners, your three die. Sunterfell, Predator, and Grand Inquisitor Extreme Maneuvers. And so the only, the interesting thing is the Extreme Maneuvers part. Because usually you want to hold on to you know your force with uh, Grand Inquisitor. But that can put you in some good spots. Usually, Gun
2: Inquisitor is kind of a bait, so having him with Extreme Maneuvers as a possible offensive ship is interesting.
3: I mean, it allows you to do like a hard one, hard one.
4: Yeah, that's that's pretty nice. Yeah, no, the uh, Extreme Maneuvers is, is pretty fun. It's pretty great.
5: Now, Dan, do you wanna do you wanna take a guess at what? Freaking bid his for these cheap Imperial Uh, Aces. With all their upwards. Somewhere near 20.
4: No, I think it's only like. I think it was actually only like 11. Oh, is it only 11? That's not so bad. Yeah, I think it's only 11.
2: (laughs) Could have been more if you took off that extreme maneuvers. But yeah, the hard one, hard one Mm -hmm. is interesting because. Yeah, you're. Instead of doing that K turn, you can just turn around, spinning a force.
5: Well, yeah, and you can, do, you can still do the, uh, the focus into a boost. Hmm. So you say focus. focus into a hard one boost.
2: Or boost and focus, whichever way it goes. Seems good. Uh, Dave, you want to go over the, the next squad? It's a uh,
3: 13 point bid, that, by the way. Is
0: Another that Tom Imperial Traz?
2: Squad. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Tom has one, two, three, four, five, six ships, a black squadron scout with disciplined. Uh, another Black Squadron, Black Squadron Scout Disciplined, Black Squadron Scout Disciplined, Black Squadron Scout Disciplined, Black Squadron Scout Disciplined, and just to change things up a bit, a Baron of the Empire and, oh, what's that? Disciplined.
2: <laughs> so what is the Black Squadron Scout? What ship is that? That is a good
1: question. Yeah.
0: Let me pull that up. I
1: was wondering that myself.
0: I'm going to assume it's... Uh... TIE interceptor is that the low? Nope. Oh, no. no, 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 it's no, no, failure. Oh, uh, no. the striker, Aileron ship. yeah, the striker. I've got uh, here's TIE striker. No, nope, that's a uh,
3: planetary, yes.
0: no, 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 black squadron scout. Oh,
3: 33.
2: It's, uh, oh, yeah, I the, three. it's the I3. Okay, huh. yeah, you never see those. That's interesting.
0: That's a list, uh, most people can only do in TTS, right.
2: Right. Well, I guess we did see that as the winning list in one of the last tournaments, the four with um, uh, Commandant Goren, because you can't take discipline without going up to that I three. But the the five three dice attacks, and then apparently the Empire, and then one dying, you getting target locks with everybody. That's
4: nasty. So yeah, many, that would take so a little practice too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, discipline is really good. Not hopeful? No. Okay. No, no, not
5: hopeful. <laughs> oh, uh,
3: poor hopeful. It's just so
5: either either rebels have already already all taken that focus, or they are stressed from one uh, reason or know. another. It, it's and amazing. hopeful is just super bad.
2: I mean, it would have been nice if um, they were both target lock abilities, and then one was boost and one was barrel roll,
4: but no, we get the stupid focus one.
1: Uh huh. With the worst barrel roll as well.
4: I mean, it, yeah. Uh, next, uh, Clint, Clint you want to go over,
2: um,
5: OCTACON's? list, yeah, he's got, uh, let's see how many have you got here, one, four, five, six, seven cartel spacers, which is the M3A Interceptor, in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> three of them have tractor beams, and four of them have auto-blasters. So, seven little... It's you know it's it's three agility spam we all know what it is <laughs> tractor beaming and auto blasters, uh none of them have he didn't do the ion cannon thing like we've seen different variations of of like what cannon upgrades you can put on the spacers but it's all the same.
3: This is just going straight. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah, he had to rearrange it a bit because you
2: can't fit the ion and tractor and Fang Fighter anymore.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, at least not with these um, cannons. All right, Dan. Would you mind going over Tom's list? This is the list that kicked me out
1: of the cut. Oh, okay. So this is the uh, the last of the top eight, and it is a separatist list with DGS O four seven with Kraken, uh, two Techno Union bombers, both with plasma torps and landing struts, and one with the uh, DRK one probe droids, and then four trade federation drones three of them with grappling struts and
2: one without yeah just a, is this a good um gesture? just because so many calculates seven, seven ships and, coming your way and it doesn't matter what um ships i got out of his way that it, like if he locked a ship he would just take another lock he didn't care because he already had a calculate on him and yeah did all, they uh and all the networked in the world
3: did he space you out properly?
2: I mean I, I uh I came up near the middle and then I went back um towards the side and then went up the side of the, the map and then he kind of he started banking in after turn three and kind of getting closer and closer and closer. I tried to space my HMPs out so that he wouldn't torp the ones that already took a couple damage in it. It didn't end up really mattering. We ended up trading um, ships, but unfortunately his ships are cheaper. Huh? So I, I managed to trade a couple HMPs for half of DGS and the full probe droid carrier. But I couldn't really hurt anything else in the in the amount of engaged... We only had three engagements.
3: Oh, no. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, it was... There was some lag and... Uh, and stuff like that but yeah we didn't really get our first engagement just because of issues over the internet
4: That sucks.
2: this took a little while and with the cut it's kind of uh you can't really pause the timer <laughs> right so
4: but yeah I, I won't use that as an excuse i did what i could and he did what he needed to do and it was fun yeah that that list looks like it out gestures yours so. though yeah. I can't
5: really do of, much with of the of the, amount of calculation
2: uh, it has. And especially like the high damage output torpedoes.
4: Mm-hmm. And all
2: my ships have shields. Yeah, it's not it's not friendly for me.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um so we'll kind of um go through the the top four here. Uh, we got uh Jason Chong with Django Fett and Sam Wessel. Uh um, nice, nice. Good Django to see Sam. Scum
5: performing well. <laughs> You know, just a, just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe. And, you know, someone... It's just a job, that's all. You know,
2: scum people. It's good to see them doing well. A lot of people are rooting for Jason. Uh, he ended up um, losing in the top four. Uh, it's then...
3: interesting. Usually you see, I mean, Dooku, Palpatine switched. I run Palp on Django, Dooku on Zam.
2: I, th- I think a lot of people do. Yeah. So this one's interesting because um, that way Zam can have uh, a focus on her, and then Django can just spend it to modify one of Zam's results, and then Zam still has that Force token for the focus modifier, which is pretty neat. And we got to see um, Zam also use Palpatine to give Shakti stress. Yeah. So that he could uh, she couldn't bear a role in the system phase. Yeah.
3: So usually you see it the other way because people aren't shooting ZAM anyway. So then if you have it on Django, it's like, do I shoot Django and get a stress? Or do I shoot ZAM and have ZAM things happen? Yeah, exactly.
2: And we'll and we'll, uh, we'll get through the last three lists here really quick. Atreides, do you mind going over um, XY's list?
3: Sure. Um he has Dengar with Predator, Jamming Beam, Greedo, Dead Switch, Punishing One, R5 P eight. You know. Dengar. Um Asage with Hide and Perception, Zam, Dead Switch, Shadowcaster, and then Tarani with cluster, R5 TK, Dead Switch, Munitions, Failsafe. I love this list.
2: Yeah, and I'm really liking the Zam on the Shadowcasters. Just having that second opportunity to put tractors on people is really good.
3: Mm -hmm. Love it. Uh, Because, I mean, you're fighting the urge to put Zam on Dengar, because that's strong, too. But having Zam on Asaj With Hyden...
5: It gives you two double tappers out there. Because you're already going to be charged up, because Tarani charges up Zam with the Erect Droid Munition <laughs> sales six Cluster Missiles trick. Um, so you're going in with two Double Tappers fully
2: charged, ready to go.
3: That's a disgusting combo in itself.
2: And R5P8's really underutilized, and I like, I like that droid a lot as well on danger.
3: This is just a solid, fun list. like... I, that... I love seeing the Shadowcaster
4: do great. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And um, Dave, do you mind over going over Lockheed's list? Yeah, no problem. Uh, this um, is actually this... my only loss in Swiss. Oh. Lockheed.
0: This is another Jedi list, the Republic. shock T again with Marksmanship, Autoblasters, R7A7, and uh, three identical Jedi, sorry, three identical Jedi Knights with uh, the Delta-7B configuration
2: yeah he just he takes lots of target locks and and he hits very hard he, he could easily just um initiative kill a lot of ships
4: yeah i mean again with the whole shock
5: thing thing, uh, you come in with two jedi knights with a focus already from the turn before now they're focus force and a target lock
2: he's actually using shock t on himself to make sure I, I I noticed had
5: that a, a I noticed that in the games they played he didn't he didn't use Shakti's ability to 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 boost the Jedi Knights at all.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just let them carry themselves, and Shakti did their own thing. Um, yeah, and we can all we can all bow down in the glory of the finalists.
4: <laughs> we have then
2: Han solo.
4: Fenrau.
2: Winning all of Bestman. huh. He had some close close uh close ones, close games that we saw on stream, but he ended up pulling it through. We got Han Solo with Trick Shot, Sam, Forlom, Greedo, False Franch- uh Landis Millennium Falcon, Fenra with Fearless, Uncar Plutt, Constable Zuvio, and P- uh Protector
4: Gleb Crew.
3: Which is uh, another underpriced card.
4: Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah: So I, obvi-
0: I, uh, maybe not obviously, but I didn't watch this tournament. How do Unkar Plutt and Constable Zuvio hang in a list with Fen Rao and Han Solo?
3: Well oh, you're using: they they kind of Zuvio, the
0: work.
3: You're using Zuvio to gleb. like you're just carrying Zuvio to gleb it up. It's a cheap thing that you can now it's a additional two-point coordinator.
4: And how far, uh, sorry, coordinates up to range two?
3: Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It just gives them the coordinate action, and the quadrums is just super cheap.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, for sure. And then you can just, They, they the do stress. not move the same at all. Yes, so you can then transfer the stress, actually. So if you coordinate Shen Rao, you can coordinate him and then hand him the stress, and then you can do a blue maneuver and clear it. Right. So For two points. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, but, yeah, it was actually interesting.
5: It's very solid. It was interesting to yeah. watch his couple games. The uh, the the tugboats kind of did all the work. Mm. Wow, they did. They did a good portion of the work. His his tugboat play was interesting. He was uh, yeah, he was tractor beating himself to put himself in different positions and mm-hmm. give himself actions.
4: Yeah.
3: Huh. I'm wondering if he uh, played the ensnare Text. because that's my trick with ensnare techs is transferring yourself. Uh, tractor-beaming and transferring it to yourself to move yourself around.
2: He did use that with Unkar Plutt a couple times, like moving Constable Zuvio to where he wants Zuvio, and then Zuvio would do, like, um, to tractor Darth and Darth Vader in one of the matches. He tractored Zuvio to the side, and then Zuvio went straight and tractored Darth Vader instead of doing a, a bank, and then he had room to I think he miscalculated he still didn't have room to barrel roll Vader, but he was trying. Hmm. Um, but yeah. I don't think Unkar plot is like a necessity, but they're all the same points. So Yeah. I mean
1: Unkar is fun. Like you can you can do some fun stuff with Ankar. He's pretty entertaining. But no, I was gonna say I, I I think that question was backwards. The question is how does Han Solo and the uh, the scum falcon hang with Finn Unkar and Constable <laughs> Zuvio? Because <laughs> it's a sexy, amazing ship.
4: Well, I mean, yeah. the
1: answer is you know, uh, upgrade cards that are too low cost Sam Wessel and false transponder codes, right?
2: Yeah, and you're yep. still getting it for cheaper than a naked Rebel Falcon. <laughs> yeah.
4: Because yeah.
2: of all these cheap upgrades. Uh,
4: mm-hmm.
2: He also weirdly
5: took a uh, Forlom, uh, which is, is odd. Like, I've never seen this crew use
3: really it up.
5: Yeah, I had to go Four-lum's look it up. Fun on, like, Bosk. Yeah, he had a chance to use it, and uh, it would have really worked for him, but he didn't use it um, at one point. Not his final game, but I think it was, it was a runner-up game.
2: But yeah, uh, Before uh, Mall came down at cost, I used Forlum a lot with Asajj. But, yeah. Yeah, no one around here ever uses it. I've never seen seen
5: Forlum crew before.
4: I mean, Eight if years. I'm going to
5: put Forlum on the table, it's going to be Forlum in the... Uh, in right, the- yeah, yeah. Because that's uh, the, the other thing that he had going for him here with the Zam Wessel on Han Solo is like Han Solo is usually in the back or behind a rock, so like people aren't going to shoot at him. So he was able to use the other side of the Zam Wessel card,
4: which is the, the tricky part of like, haha, you didn't shoot at me. Now you get punished for it. Right. Uh, Interesting.
2: Yeah, but this is definitely not a list you look at and say, yep, that's a winner.
4: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, no,
5: <laughs> yeah. not the first thing that comes to mind. But no, this, it is especially, a,
2: this top especially four is
1: weird. Went for him. So, so the top four, what the top four... I mean, the something that stands out to me is that three out of four of these lists all have XAM. Yep. One, two...
3: Three.
4: Huh, wow. So XAM's going up in price. Should, yeah. I mean, you should. You don't say... A <laughs>
1: And they're all losing their crew slots. And there's also three copies of false transponder codes.
2: Ooh, I, I liked seeing those. I shut those down right away with my probe droids. That was fun. <laughs> I bet. Especially um, one of my lists that I faced was five X-Wings with FTC.
3: Which, you and know, just- it's in- <laughs> um, XY could have, instead of dead man Switch, put false transponder codes for the same price.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to keep
2: us so long on Bespin. I didn't mean to do that. But, hey, uh, it was we'll... fun to
4: talk. No, it's yeah. it's
1: interesting. And I mean, the other thing that I was noticing is every, I think, every Republic list that made it in was Shock T with a mini swarm,
5: right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, that's the only thing that's showing up. Uh, which is actually I, okay. I'm I'm. It's not my style, but it's actually good for the faction because that's what FFG was pushing was. Take a Jedi and a group of clones. Like that's that's the thing. Have your Jedi commander and your clones. I prefer to play, you know, just Jedi, but you know, you I, I like go... I like what they got going for me and I like that it's actually working. Shock you have to, to go, you. go
3: pretty far People. down to find an FO.
5: Well 28. Yeah. I'm actually surprised Rebels didn't do that well uh here. I was expecting some Especially more. Especially since
3: uh Andrew did so well before you think there would be more people trying to copy him.
5: Yeah, yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of a lot of heritani that haven't shown their face yet. Uh, the only one that we've seen is, you know, the extremely efficient focus pa- focus and evade passing things, but I think there's a lot more out there that haven't been
1: haven't been found yet. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, and this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but uh, you know, just outside of the top sixteen there's a Talonbane Cobra, which is pretty weird.
3: Oh, I love hey, my back. That. this is going all the way back to 1.0, but uh Talamban Cobra got me my first uh store championship. Oh nice victory. Talonbane cobra, Zizor, and Palab.
1: Did uh did you beat uh Farmer to it?
3: No, I think he beat me to it. Oh okay. I don't know. It was I don't It was a weird list back in 1.0. Yeah.
4: All right. Yeah, uh sorry again about spending so much time there. Yeah, but it it was fun to
2: talk about those lists, but I'd like to um kind of go one-on-one with you guys a little bit more. Um I wasn't sure if you guys wanted to talk about um I kind of want to talk about high ceiling pilots. Um a little bit, or if you guys want to um do the uh Wikipedia deep dive that we do where we kind of learned about certain pilots first, or if we want to save that for the end,
1: doesn't matter to me okay
2: um let's uh let's go into the Wikipedia deep dive to, before I forget about it because I always feel bad when uh, I, I forget to do it because it's kind of a fun little thing that we do um we'll we'll have each of you um pick a faction and then i'm gonna randomize it in Yasby and we're gonna learn a bit about learn a little bit about a pilot um good uh dan pick a faction
1: um well i mean I, we all know that i'm an imperial player so i guess uh let's let's
4: go imperial all right All right, let's go randomize. Uh, so our first guy here is uh, Captain Coggy. Coggy. Oh, let's see if there's anything interesting here. Yeah, yeah. In the big giant space cow. That's the wrong page. Is this the right page? Yeah, there we go. I'll post that in the Discord here. So yeah, we got some stuff in canon and Legends.
2: Uh, Dan, since you uh, you picked Empire, do you want to just talk about the little, or um,
4: say the little first blurb that we got there, the first paragraph? Well, sure. So Kagi
1: was an individual who worked for Emperor Palpatine soon after he procl- proclaimed the Galactic Empire, holding the rank of Captain. Shortly after the conclusion of his duel with Jedi Master Yoda in the Galactic Senate Chamber, Palpatine ordered Masameda to inform Kagi to pre- prepare his Theta Class T2C shuttle for immediate takeoff to the outer rim planet Mustafar where his newly appointed Sith apprentice Darth Vader was dueling with Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kagi continued to serve the Galactic Empire as Emperor Palpatine's shuttle pilot, and at one point flew a Lambda-class T-4A shuttle into a hangar. So he's got that going for him.
3: I like that last part. That's, that's like badass. He, he flew yeah. this shuttle into a hangar.
1: He did, yeah. He totally flew <laughs> he, it he parked
0: his car in the parking spot. Awesome. He's the best.
2: Yeah, so the Theta Class shuttle that he was um, using to take uh, Emperor Palpatine to safety—that's very similar to what the the Bad Batch fly.
4: It is.
5: Yeah. That'll I be. It must be a. That'll be fun to get that in the in the game. I'm looking forward to. Oh, is it to coming? It. Uh, eventually, so, I'm sure
0: it will. Eventually, right after yeah. the uh, the what was that Mandalorian ship that blew up? Yeah, yeah, surely right after the Mandalorian ship.
3: Oh, that's going to be revealed, you know, at Gen Con, which AMG is not going to.
0: <laughs> is there going to be a Gen Con?
3: There is, and no one's going to it.
0: Awesome. Oh, nobody's going. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like... But nobody. He, sorry, by nobody, do you mean people or uh, companies? Companies. Which, okay, so then no people will go either. Right. Okay, cool, cool.
2: Yeah, so it looks like he was actually in Episode 3, which is awesome. He that's was. He that's had one cool.
3: line, a single line of dialogue spoken by Palpatine. <sighs> that confirmed. But he is a clone.
4: What? Oh. I mean it took him a while to get rid
2: of the clones, right? We're kinda we're kinda going through that in Bad Batch at the moment.
4: Yeah, I, I guess haven't that's watched true. the last
2: couple episodes, but
1: I also have not watched the last couple episodes. Could you spoil it? I'm, I'm
2: waiting to binge three in a row. I can spoil them right now if you want.
4: Oh, Excellent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clint, would you mind picking another faction? We'll do another uh, quick little thing, just so you both have a
4: both have one under your belt. Yeah. Um, let's see. I would I would normally just
5: be boring and go rebel, but I I think I'm I think I'm going to go out on a limb here,
4: and uh, we're gonna go we're gonna go with separatist.
3: Oh, All we need right. to find out about
2: droid. <laughs> Let's see. The first named pilot and the only named pilot I have here is Sunfak. Can't really learn about uh, the, uh... Is that is that boring? No, no, I'm just saying we can't really learn about the Tendo Unibomber or the Separatist Predator, because they're not named pilots. So we're gonna True, true. I'm Has anyone done
4: run Sunfuck yet? Nope. Alright,
2: there you go. I just posted in the
4: chat. Uh, would you mind reading the first little blurb there? Yeah, let's, see.
3: let's Are we see. doing canon or legends? Um, uh, I have it
4: on canon. I
5: have okay. it on canon as well. Apparently there's two different. <laughs> but yeah, Sunfuck was an Upper Cast Genosian who lived in the Selgazian hive on Genosis. He served as chief lieutenant to Archduke Poggle the Lesser, uh, unlike Poggle the Greater, and ensured that his master's will was carried out across Genosis. Uh, he was unusually intelligent and creative for his species and possessed the versatility to play whatever role was required to increase productivity ranging from a sympathetic listener to a heartless executioner.
1: So so are they calling Geonosians dumb? I feel like they're calling Geonosians
5: dumb.
3: I mean, they're bugs, so... Uh,
5: generally, I think it's just, like, I think it's hive mind, and then you have, like, a few that just, like, kind of are
2: smarter.
3: The i6s. And,
2: yeah. Oh. Yeah, the, yeah, there you go.
5: That's a better <laughs> way to it. <play.
3: laughs> All right.
2: Yeah, so Pogo the Lesser is the one that you see a lot in the second movie.
4: Yeah, he's um, the, he's the, the
2: older one, uh, with the cane hobbling around,
5: clicking yeah. and you know talking and whatnot. Do we actually see Sunfak in the movie? I, I don't um, think so. I mean,
3: we um for his, his see... appearances, it says Attack of the Clones first appearance. Let's
1: say Attack of the Clones.
2: He true. might be one of the people like standing up in the bleachers or something, um, uh, like kind of standing beside Poggle. He know. is
3: in a lot yeah. of the visual encyclopedias and dictionaries.
2: Well, yeah, it's a very cool design that they made. Very cool alien design.
0: Yeah, you can never fault Star Wars. Even you know, if if you're not in love with the prequels or sequels, the production design, ships, and creatures are always really top notch.
3: So yeah, Sunfac yeah. is the one who is standing with um, Archduke Poggle the Lesser in Episode 2.
2: Okay, cool to know. Yeah, like, I mean,
5: despite what we hate about, you know, the, or what some despise about the Nantex uh, in the game, the Genosians the as a species are actually pretty cool, yeah. Uh, I, I like really the like Nantex. Their, I, I really like their, uh, uh, their side story there in uh, Rebels that happens.
4: Pretty cool. Oh, that's a great that uh, one conclusion, with all or...
3: Saw... His group,
4: there's a, yeah, yes,
3: yeah, yeah, and
0: the last, the last, or maybe not last egg. That's 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 a beautiful. Actually, the writing you guys aren't. It's not a spoiler, but the Bad Batch is uh, continuing some really interesting and, and adult writing in a in a children's animated show.
1: I I wasn't super impressed with the first couple episodes that I saw, so I'm I'm glad that. Rebels or Bad Batch. Bad Batch.
2: Oh yeah, no, I really yeah. enjoyed Rebels. Um,
3: Later seasons of Rebels were great.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's probably my one, probably my favorite, one of my favorite Star Wars shows for sure. Yeah. It's it's hard to say between that and Mandalorian now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: Mandalorian, Later seasons of
3: Rebels definitely trump Mandalorian.
2: I I mean either I could be in the mood to watch either one, and I I could probably put them at a tie.
3: Uh, and, you know, my eye bias, because if you put Thrawn in something, it's going to be like, yeah, best thing ever. Okay.
2: What about space whales?
3: Hey, they exist.
2: <laughs> so, uh, I was going to bring up a, a neat little subject, since the, the way I found out about you guys, which I mentioned in the last episode, was the, the blog.
5: Okay.
2: And uh, the blog that I was reading was all about uh fan and Guri. oh yeah yeah so i thought it'd be (laughs) i thought it'd be interesting i'm not sure like if you guys are big really big into fan and Guri, or if um i'm pretty sure that you are (laughs) yeah generally speaking uh but i thought it'd be neat to talk about them and maybe some other a couple other um kind of high ceiling pilots stuff that's really fun to apply fly but hard to master and we can talk about a few with the
4: the time that we have. Okay. Yeah. Um that's that's kind of where me and Dan Dan kind of live. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I'd so love to hear about Ger. We
2: have our um Yeah, and and you're a big um Fen Rao guy as uh, as well, Dave. Um Oh yeah. How about you kind of start the conversation here about uh Fen Rao, and we'll kind of go that direction cuz he's one of your main ships.
4: Who me or our guests? There,
2: um, uh, yeah, you. You will start with you, and kind of it'll. We'll see how it evolves, and we can just talk about a, a few pilots that just come to mind and what we love about them, and things that you should probably know before you put them on the table.
4: Oh,
0: okay. Well, if you're gonna put Fenn on the table, know that uh, he's a lot of fun. Very fast. He punches hard, but at the same time, he can disappear like that um uh-huh. try try to as often as possible the i i I don't know if I'm flying him the way everybody else does, but um I fly him pretty cagey. I try to keep him uh, on the outskirts of the fight for until well, the right moment when hopefully my opponent is not expecting him to come in. that uh three bank boost link focus is really good. And then, when you're at range one, Fen has a neat little ability, the concordia face off which really helps him be defensible um and you really shouldn't be scared of being at range one i've I've found um I've surprised a lot of people by sometimes even even barrel rolling into range because he's with a focus at range one he is so hard to hit sometimes it's it's very frustrating uh for the opponent i mean and uh yeah he's he's the magic man man he can stay alive oh sometimes uh, (laughs) unbelievably like you can just be really risky with him but you know then there are times when he'll just die at range three like he'll take uh some dinky little pot shot and and lose you know two hull and then have to be limping around scared the whole rest of the game
1: Man, I'll tell you, if he's range three behind a rock and it's a two die attack coming in, he's dead.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's crazy that way. You can uh, <laughs> almost guarantee it, but I
1: don't know. I, I I guess you just
0: remember those times more than the than the uh, the good times. But I'm it sure. does seem like that's going to happen almost every time.
4: Yeah, he is so, definitely
0: hard to learn to fly. Like, uh, sorry, I mean it's just a ship like any other ship. You fly it, it goes left and right. But I, I think it's the uh, the, the you know, it it seemed to me like when I wasn't playing him, he would come out of nowhere and just light me up for five dice. So I kind of started playing him and, and was really aggressive, trying to, uh, you know, bully him into the fight. And uh, I, I found that wasn't really the way to play with him. It took uh, uh, quite a few tries to learn that he, uh, t- to be that end piece, he kind of has to stay. stick around till the end so yeah I again to be fair it was Boba Fenn that I flew and still love flying many many times so like that that's kind of why I had some questions when I heard uh, Guri pilots were coming on so when you fly him with Boba um, he is a rumbler he can just he he likes to be in the fight so I just let him take care of almost your whole list and then Fenn can pounce and clean everything up but that really, I think, only works for, for that, those two ships together. Um, once we get back to the store, I, I, uh, I'm curious to try it with Guri, actually. So
2: Yeah, that's why I'm really interested to hear uh, Dan and Clint's opinion. It's just because I've never put a Fang Fighter on the table.
1: Yeah. <sighs> well, so I, I feel like we, uh, we probably, if we're going to be talking about Guri at all, we ought to, ought to start with Clint because he's actually undefeated with Guri in tournaments. Fine. this this is this is true actually
5: um i'm a fairly you know very proficient uh guri player myself uh you know unlike dan he's he's fairly he's pretty good but not like he's known for it or anything
0: and and uh, do you is it a two ship list that you usually fly or
5: oh uh, yeah yeah usually i fly a two ship list it's uh it's guri and fend uh it's, okay. it's something i i have just Created and culminated over a couple of years of experience, and Dan just had to mute his mic because he's laughing so hard because this is actually his thing.
4: Oh, okay, okay.
5: <laughs> Sorry, so, we're we're a couple so, of trolls. Yeah, um, no worries.
1: <laughs> so the joke is one. The joke is took, uh, yes. Uh, I, I took Curry to a little local tournament here. Got a it was a three round tournament. Got a buy for one of the rounds, and then won two of his games with Curry, and so is undefeated and is just refusing to touch Curry ever since. Well, that's how you stay the chance. It's
5: been a while. <laughs> right? Uh, that that's how I can dangle this little thing above Dan's head is that uh, I'm undefeated with Gurry in a tournament. <laughs> a tournament status wise.
2: That's actually a funny story.
1: Yeah, that's um, good. Uh, <laughs> uh so so no, I've been playing uh Guri for I don't know, far too long, probably a couple of years now. Um most of the time the second edition has been out, I flew Gurry Boba for a while and did fairly well with it until Boba started going up in price. Um, it's it's funny to me that you talk about how cagey you are with Finn and, you know, kind of leave him out and bring him in towards the end of the game so that he can clean up and so on and so forth. Because I play him exactly the opposite. Okay. Um, he well, I, I... is a seventy-one. Disposable advanced proton torpedo to me.
0: Okay, and and did you do that with Boba as well, or is that more with Guri?
1: I have never played Finn Boba. Oh, okay. So I am primarily a Star Viper player, um, and you know, high initiative Star Vipers is kind of where I live. Which now the only one that exists is Guri, um, and so Finn is just kind of the best accessory piece to Gurry that I've been able to find so far. Um, So pretty much the way that he winds up for me is that I look at the opposite side of the table and try to figure out what over there Gurry can't
4: handle. And then I send Finn over there, and I kill him. And then if Finn dies, that's perfectly okay. So would you... Uh, is Guri maybe a little cagey,
0: or like the the couple times that I've tried? I, again, I hadn't played the Star Viper that often, but I tried to play. I think I, I played too much like a Boba Fett. I was very aggressive with Guri. Maybe need a little more practice with the barrel rolls. But um yeah, I, I found she died pretty quickly for me. Not that it wasn't fun. Just it, obviously, it's a high ceiling yeah. pilot, and you need a lot of practice with it. But Maybe I was approaching it wrong as well.
1: Uh so it's it's kind of a goofy thing. Like, you know, Finn, in order to be to survive, in some ways, at least the way that I play him, he has to be aggressive. You kind of have to like you have to range control really well and be at range four and then be at range one and mm-hmm. never in between, right? So Gurry is kind of like that as well, but like You want to be at range 4, generally speaking, and then jump up to range 1, but put yourself in such a position that you can
4: use that barrel roll to arc dodge. And then get your... That trick comes with afterburners. Yes. Uh, So that my my next question was,
0: she must be fully loaded?
1: Yeah, 86-point guri is the the cheapest gurry that I take. Um, Okay. So this is advanced sensors, afterburners, and outmaneuver.
5: Oh, no Virago.
1: No, I mean no, this, I, a, this I will... is
5: the cheapest version that he is willing to take. Oh, okay. What? Well, uh, what would you
0: usually take then? If, if, like, or, or, or do you prefer uh, the cheap version?
1: Okay, no, no, I, I much, much prefer the the heavy version. So, okay. the, the version, the list that I typically will run at tournaments is a hundred and six point guri with afterburners, shield upgrade, AdSense, outmaneuver, Virago, and advanced proton torpedoes.
4: Okay, yes,
1: I've seen that. A 71 point Fen with just Fearless, so it's a 23 point bid. Nice. Yeah. Um, So I kind of delay towards the beginning of the game and see where my opponent's going to go, figure out what Guri can't handle, jump from range four into range one with Fen, try to kill whatever that thing is as quickly as humanly possible, and then let Guri mop up whatever is left. Um, so Gurry with a four forward afterburners boost and barrel roll can go from, well, that that maneuver covers just under range five
4: and rotates her 90 degrees potentially.: Yeah, yeah, go go put that on the
5: table. Put a four, a four forward afterburner's boost and then the wonky barrel roll that take, like, takes you sideways. So, boot, boost, like do a boost bank, and then the barrel roll can swing you either way even farther or swing coming around. It's really weird. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. I can't even imagine how to start even learning that. <clears throat> it's crazy. Well, so
3: you
1: start in first edition with tweak.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love tweak.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I miss
1: Thweak. Tweak was a good time. And Tweak is why I play Guri, because I I spent so much time playing high-initiative Star Vipers, and Guri is the closest thing that I've been able to find. And in some ways, she's a lot better. You know, obviously, I'd prefer to have an I6 Star Viper if I could, but her ability to get mods while being aggressively defensive, defensively aggressive, uh, is huge, and leaving her but- not stressed at
4: the end of it.
3: It's was a there a six in the? Uh... Zayzor is not, you know, okay. where he should be.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What were you saying? David? Sorry, was he the top pilot in one Yes. So Thweek was goofy because he could actually copy the the uh, an opponent's pilot skill. So if you can right. deep enough bid, then you could copy their you know quote unquote pilot skill. Now initiative and be an i6 if there was an i6 across the table or an i5 if there was an i5 across
4: the table or whatever it was so with a proper bed he would always move last without fail oh that
1: sounds silly <laughs> it was silly yeah that's why it sounds that way
4: and that's why and i sounds second edition
1: right yeah it would be it would be so ridiculous in second edition if they gave me three back man I'd be playing two
2: Star Vipers, and that's it. I just, I just imagine FFG being asked, why'd you go to second edition and just holding up a picture of Thweak?
1: <laughs> I mean, what's funny Not is just that he, Thwe- wasn't, he wasn't actually... Like, he was good, but it took so much to get him to the place that he was good that most people didn't really do very well with it. It wasn't anything that made a splash in the meta.
0: I've got to be honest, uh, the Star Viper and uh, uh, the one that invented the bullseye in 1.0, what is that? The,
5: Chemo- the Chemogila. Chemogila.
0: Chemogila. Those are the ship. The scum ships I see flown the least.
1: Yeah. And, and I think was, one of them uh, is because it's very hard to fly. Yeah, and it's kind of expensive for what it is. I mean, it's the Star Viper is a touch probably overpriced, but I don't know. Uh, Personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, And then the chemo, like the chemo was pretty decent in in first edition, um, specifically because of harpoon missiles, which were just ridiculous and and terrible. Um, And I think it's kind of paying for the sins of first edition, some still. So there
0: are ships still doing
1: that. Yeah.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, that one
1: is is, uh, just murdered because of first edition.
5: Yeah, but I don't want to see more than four mm-hmm. uh, Star Vipers or Chemos on the table at a time. So, yeah. yeah,
1: you know. yeah. I, I really wish that they would go back and
5: uh, kind of
1: retroactively put in more dots on cards so
2: that yes. they can play with prices more.
4: Yeah, yeah like a, you can only have X amount of these this generic.
2: Well, they did it a bit with Separatists, but yeah, but for the actual main generics yeah they haven't done anything like that
1: yeah i mean it'd be fairly easy to do it in the app if you just said hey just ignore you know ignore the cards you have to use an app to list build anyways so like
4: why not yeah
2: absolutely so um so we learned a little bit about gurry here like a star i've actually never put a star viper on the table either and i call myself a scum player (sighs) that. Yeah.
1: Gurry is Gurry is problematic to learn. Um, Don't joust with her. I mean, she's well, well. she's problematic
5: to learn. She's unique and she's very expensive because all these things you also need to have like at least a 10 point bid, but probably more. So try to build a squad around an 86 point ship that also needs a 10 point bid. So it's like a 90. You have a hundred points to build a squad. Go.
3: Mm -hmm. And Guri is this one of the stories for my, in 2.0, how I broke the game, going against a gurry. Oh yeah? Well, it's because of advanced sensors. And, uh, my friend hates me telling the story because it like 2.0 just released and I broke the game. We had to email, uh, the designer. He had to email him like personally. Um, cause so advanced sensors, right? Mm-hmm. I use Cassian to flip his dial. And then he's like, well, I flipped my dial. I can now do the advanced sensors before you drop the bomb on me. I'm like, we were like, no, but it went down the rabbit hole. That's why in the FAQ they have about flipping the dial, what it means with everything.
4: That's, that's funny.
3: Because I cassian his card, and he's like, well, I can advance sensors. And it's like, well, no. It's like, well, it says when you reveal your dial. And so we're like, what's the difference between revealing, looking at, and flipping? (laughs) And then we're like, well, it never says to flip back, so you can't execute. So really, in the execute maneuver step, it says step one, flip your dial. So if you can't flip your dial, you can't execute a maneuver.
4: (sighs) Funny.
3: Yeah. Oh, but Gary's a headache. I for that. So Guri yeah, is a Guri, Guri's
4: a Guri's headache, so especially
5: with advanced yeah. sensors, because mm-hmm. walkie barrel before you maneuver, it's just you go all over the place. Yeah,
1: like I, I really enjoy playing Guri with advanced sensors in that build, but at the same time, it's it's it feels bad for me too to get to an end game where my opponents have this realization that oh, there's there's actually nothing. There's no maneuver that I can put into my dial that leaves me getting a shot and you not getting a shot and uh I mean often it's true that that's just kind of how it is, and it's not
4: great
2: for the game yeah. and yeah, it's kind of the same deal with supernatural reflexes,
4: yeah, yeah,
2: but I mean these the bendy barrel rolls is what really does it,
4: yeah, it does um.
1: I we've talked some. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the cast, but I I have written a blog post about it. Uh, the idea of actually getting rid of the sensor slot on the star vipers and giving them a tech slot.
2: Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, there are some scum ships that have it, so
0: mm-hmm. possible. Do yep. you ever fly Guri without advanced sensor?
4: You shouldn't. Do I do that?
1: <laughs> no,
4: I, yeah. <laughs>
1: No, no, I I never do. Um I I have enough problems just dropping out maneuver after burners off of her and still playing her. Um definitely would never consider playing it without advanced sensors. I I think that they kind of it yeah, advanced sensors is a really goofy card because it's really good on a few ships here and there and then it's kind of overpriced on almost everything else. Um, and I think that FFG has kind of tried to strike a balance there with the price of advanced sensors and with Guri, of having Guri be a little bit more expensive and advanced sensors being a little bit more
4: expensive to cover what she can do with that combo. Yeah, like the only other... Like, I know there
2: are some big combos like... I used to see Advanced Sensors with Forlom a lot, but it's definitely worth it a lot more on Gurry than it is on him.
1: It's really so. fun on Forlom, mm-hmm. but it's he great. Gets too expensive to be worthwhile. Oh, yeah, it's a blast. I mean, it's it's a really good time.
3: I, but, I like no. Advanced Sensors, Forlom, and uh, Season Navigator.
1: No, I haven't tried that. <laughs> That's,
3: I mean, you turn all your moves red, and so you take an action, you flip it, and then you get those calculates.
1: Oh, that's that's pretty fun. Really (laughs) expensive, though.
3: But it works very well in Ace's High.
1: Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do enjoy 4Lam and Ace's High. Typically, uh, I I, I love advanced sensors and Tidal on them. Just being able to barrel
4: roll and then hard stop and get a calculate or, you know, whatever is is a good time. Yeah. um... Okay, it was... uh... Uh, Clint, was there any other? I know you guys
2: were kind of. You said that you were both into the the Fen build. Was there any other kind of high initiative or um high ceiling pilots that uh you like to fly?
5: Yeah, I actually don't really fly the the Fen at all. I the Guri I took to the tournament was like a Guri Sarasu and and uh, old T. Uh, I've oh. actually never flown the Guri Fen. I just flown against it a lot. Um, and then I didn't really, I haven't really flown Guri much. Uh, I, I live vicariously through Dan when it comes to Guri. Uh, I, like really, I do. I mean, I, I've tried to build him many lists and I'm like, you know, try this or, or, you know, put, maybe put this pilot in there or this, uh, but myself, actually, I'm, I'm primarily a Republic, uh, Aces player. I've, I've dabbled all in all Aces just to like try them. Like I've, I've tried Imperial Aces. I've tried. Uh, first order races um i've even tried the separatist aces like i've I've tried a, a lot of but um i when the jedi came out i just fell in love like this is this is what this is what i've been waiting for simple ease of access double repositions without stress and i still have mods thank you i
2: can finally be good at the game Yeah, the
4: eighth <laughs> is, is super good <laughs>
2: but, uh, which which of the yeah. aces that you uh, play do you think is kind of the the hardest to hardest to master? You think is the Aether worth exploring right now, um, um, or do you think so, that the Aether Sprite is definitely where it's at? I, I so I I played
5: uh I played Brave Sir Robin for a long time. I played uh the Double Aether Sprite Anakin Obi, and um, I played that for a really really long, long time. And I had a Big huge bid war with Dan, uh, where we were right at the same price point because if I had the bid, I won the game, and if he had the bid, he won the game. Um, it was kind of dumb, <laughs>
4: yeah. Whatever we just, it, would
1: play, we would literally sit down and roll a die, roll hits and and uh, you know, hits or misses and see who won the initiative and then shake hands and
4: say good game. Yeah, that's
2: that's one of the silly things about X Wing is the initiative
4: yeah uh so
5: so i mean i i, I like the edda it's it's fine like it it's a it's a fun ship i have not found it extremely uh effective because of its its bullseye variants um now the the crit droid uh combo that people use with the auto blaster is uh is consistent and is good and you with the with the preposition, you can get in you can get in some really weird spots. Um but the problem with that one is like you get shot, you're done for probably. Um oftentimes. That's kind of my problem with the the Edda. I've I I really liked the regen um lifestyle. Uh like
2: absolutely really, like the that's fly in that's and super shoot easy and then play the, if you're just flying the two of them like that's yeah that's crazy to me personally <laughs> i I loved
5: it like it's it actually reminds me of uh flight sim play like I play um a World War one flight sim and that reminds me of the like the doing the in and outs like you know you you go in you swoop in you shoot at your opponent and then you go out uh and you know come back for another pass later so the the aces, you know, coming in, taking their swooping pass, dodging around, and then flying away, regenerating, uh, recuperating, and then, like, you know, get your heart rate back down, and then go back in. <laughs> but uh, with the with the proper increase of regen, I mean, it needed to go up. It was a problem. Um, I haven't been playing it as much. But the, the eddas, you can put, like, hull upgrade and R5 on them. And that is Mm -hmm. really great, but it gets really expensive, and they still can go pop, pop real fast. Yeah,
2: talking about Fen Rao. (laughs) Yeah, you you feel like that. These guys can just go up and smoke too. With a hull upgrade, that is only four hull, right? Uh, Yes,
5: yes. And then you have the R5 upgrade, which you can spend as an action to uh, repair a card. Right. It's actually... I, I like the R five upgrade better than the R2 upgrade because you can actually repair a face up crit card as well with as an action. Not as yeah. a charge. And you still get to shoot. Yeah, and you still get to shoot.
0: Right, and you've got force. So yeah, that's um,
5: cool. But yeah, out of out of all the Jedi, like I think like Obi-Wan is is really easy. I mean you see him everywhere. He's he's a pretty easy pilot to fly. Um Anakin, I think, just wins on initiative. His abilities are kind of—I mean, they're—they're they're good, but they're not amazing. Uh, they don't fire off as much as Obi Wan
4: does. Um, I actually think Plo is kind of hard to fly uh, properly and use
5: use properly. Like I—I I actually, uh, with Patience coming out, I've been using Plo Koon again a lot because. You can okay. use him as a coordinator now, um, because he can actually, like, with patience, he can uh, spend an ev- uh, spend a force to take an evade, and then get that force back, and then spend it to pass it to a friend, and then have one force still. <laughs> so you can really keep him keep him generated up on force. Now he's not really doing much shooting, uh, but if you put chopper on him then he's doing his old chopper shenanigan and now
2: coordinating as well. So you're turning him into a Swiss army knife. You're making him jam yeah. people. You're making him a coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Giving him it, patience really added a lot. That's yeah. Cool. It's it's funny. Like if
5: you use patience and you throw one die and it actually does damage, it's, it's kind of funny. And it shows that like in second edition, I think that one die ships actually are viable. Unlike in first edition, but we're past that point. They won't do that.
4: Yeah,
2: I mean, look at the escape craft and Scum like that That's, could have had one attack yeah, die. Right? That was
5: gonna be my. That was gonna be my uh, example. But <laughs> yeah, but I think, think I think Chloe doesn't, Chloe doesn't have a gun. Escape
1: <laughs> the escape craft is already terrible. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn!
5: It could have had a. It could have had one attack die and been cheaper. All right. Yeah, that cheaper than twelve points. Well, <laughs> not that one. Come
2: on now. <laughs> it could have been eleven points. I'll settle for nothing less than ten. Yeah. So, have any of you guys uh, played the Jedi? Um,
5: and some of pers- a bunch
3: I played them.
2: Yeah. Personally, I've only flown um, a couple different Republic lists, and my favorite Jedi to fly is Ahsoka, just because her ability is outstanding. Just, it uh, is.
5: Her initiative is not high enough for me, and that really is sad because she's a mini Yeah, yeah
2: I don't fly them. I didn't fly her very easy. I flew her with seven B and a couple torrents and arc and a broadside with iron cannon turret and and now the, the points have played around so you can like add dedicated or you can go down and an uh, initiative on them and put chopper on her. There's a few different but yeah, I just use her to lead uh, a bunch of torrents and arcs and a Y Wing.
5: Yeah, no, she, she can punch through some things like she has it's actually really cool, like her ability is uh, I, I call it a miniature evader uh, build, like cause, or ability, like it's kind of like Vader's, where she spends a force to do another additional action so she's always double modded and then
4: probably still has a force Yeah, and she can even do it while well after
2: doing a rem maneuver yeah after being stressed is crazy so I, I do like the the big k turn behind a bunch of enemies spinning a force i still have a target
4: locker a focus token it's really good and yeah but yeah i haven't had a deal against high initiative with
2: it yet but i it's it's been fun to fly but i'm not much of an AC person myself so
4: yeah,
5: I I used to not be. I actually used to be a Rebel player, uh, primarily. Well, actually, only I was. I was very much into the Rebel Beef life and the. Well, actually, I never played Rebel Beef when it came out. I was a Rebel player before that came out. But back in first edition and you know early two I played a lot of Rebel ships, a lot of X wings and B wings and E wings and all kinds of that. You
2: know, before they were cool. Before Hera. Absolutely, before they were cool. Before all the rules, hair and nonsense and Cassian and Braylon taking over the meta. Yeah, that's yeah, it's it's been yeah. really awesome to hear about um like you two you guys are kinda like X Wing bros. You you kinda like go through like your list building together, um, you work together, you hang out together.
4: It it's been it's a cool little X-Wing story you guys got going on. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cute's a good word for it. That's for sure.
2: All right. I'm going to change my story to it's you two having footsies at the table during your podcast.
5: I mean, again, that's, that's going to be a little hard. Polling, we, so we are op- completely opposite of each other. And there's, there's a whole desk thing in the way. And there is. Uh, Matt sits right next to me though I mean me and Matt can switch spots I mean he is he is our special guest from now on
4: so I don't know why he gets that spot Uh, anyway well, it's been amazing um,
2: having you guys on and having Matt and Emily on as well and uh, it's
1: been great you did say that we were your favorites right
2: absolutely
5: Totally, totally totally
4: Yeah, I can episode, only judge you guys one, were week my favorite and response. I would say
3: y'all were.
5: <laughs> so I, I feel like we were kind of ripped off here, Dan. Um yeah. we were promised. Oh, barbecue a, a little something. What in the world? Oh, uh, I, right? oh why am, am I still they... here? Yeah, yeah. We, I'm still waiting for my barbecued stormtrooper from you okay. Ewoks. Come on, okay, Ewoks. Get get well, moving. I think here. it was.
0: I, it was postponed due to COVID, I think.
5: I'm vaccinated,
1: so... Oh, shit. Oh,
0: damn. I don't think ice that ice. you are scared.
2: They're like a bunch of anti-maskers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, anti uh, In the meantime,
2: in the meantime <laughs> you can uh, buy our complimentary giant uh, lobster crackers. Are they complimentary, or do we okay. have to buy them? I'm confused.
0: No, no, they're 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 a compliment if you oh, buy them. Oh, huh. huh. they complement your other utensils.
1: Well, they complement me? I could use that in my life.
2: <laughs> well, if you're if you're ever coming up to Canada, I'll I'll throw on the barbecue for you. How's that?
3: Yeah,
0: so, I, mean, I mean, I feel uh, like trying to impress guys from St. Louis with our barbecue is not the way to go.
3: <laughs> hey. Supposedly, according you want to come to up here for huge, some bacon. A huge like trip advisory thing. New Orleans is one of the top barbecue spots. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean any anywhere but London, Ontario. Like we're famous for hockey and poutine. You know, I like not not barbecue. All
2: right, you can go see a pretty soon. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll.
5: I, New Orleans I'll, is
3: not known for its barbecue.
5: I'll go wherever we're having a stormtrooper barbecue and some yubnub. All right, oh, well, that's up here, yeah, that's definitely.
4: all right, all right, all, okay, right. Well, that's Canada, all right we're good i'll I'll take out the giant deep fryer too nice <laughs> all right, um before we close off, uh I'd
2: like to do uh see if anybody has any shout outs um I don't think I have any uh super shout outs this week uh. David Atreides, do you guys have anything?
3: Um, if anyone listening, I think the signups are still open at a reduced price for the Hexiled Alt Stars tournament this Saturday and Sunday. It's like a, it's a ban tournament. We voted on some cards to ban, mainly Zam, <laughs> and the that's this weekend. Also in July, and I should know the date because I'm judging it, but. End of July, there is the Lone Star Open in-person X-Wing in Dallas, Texas, put on by the same people who did front, um, who do uh, Las, the Las Vegas Open, Frontline Gaming. So if you're in that area, sign up for that as well.
2: Awesome. And I think um, Ryan and Dee are going to be there too. Yes. Was D was about.
3: actually yeah. asked before me to judge, but he said no. And then I was asked... And then D's like, oh, I'll judge now. And he, because I had said, yes, he is not. And I feel bad, but he's going to be playing.
4: Yeah, well,
2: it's nice to see him play instead uh, as well. It's always good to have a chance to play. It's been a while. Um, uh, Dave, do you have any shout-outs this week?
0: Oh, nothing major. Just a big hello to everybody. I'm glad we're just about uh, out of the woods up here. I can't wait to do some shopping and shortly after
2: that, some real in-store play. Yeah. I, I finally got my first shot um, a week and a, or a couple of weeks ago, like right after our last podcast. So, Right, right.
0: Yeah, that's my shout out. Shout out to the shop. I hope uh, hope it's working for everybody. I want to see people. I want to smell
2: sweat and shake your hand. Absolutely. Um and, uh, Dana Clint, do you guys have any shout outs that you want to make uh, before we close out here?
5: Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we have our uh local group here in St. Louis, the Arch Alliance. So, if any of you guys or any of your listeners are in the area, um, Facebook Arch Alliance, and you can find uh, what store and where is uh, X Wing happening if you know if you're into that kind of thing traveling, X Wing. Um, And of course, there is a uh, there's a local group who does a a podcast here in St. Louis. I don't know if you guys heard of them, but it's it's the Midwest Scrubcast. I heard Um, they were terrible. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're a bunch of scrubs. They're a bunch of scrubs. But, you know, I mean, I think they have a good laugh every now and again. So, you know, they might be worth your time if your time is worthless. Oh, well, that's perfect then. My wife tells um, me all the time my
0: time is worthless.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh for myself, I I think all I have to say is uh Luke, you're you're trash. Thanks for having us on.
2: <laughs>
4: absolutely.
2: <laughs> I, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. I asked for it. And uh
4: yeah, absolutely. Um thanks for coming on and why are you guys scrubs? What? Why wow. are you scrubs? Because hmm. I, I don't know. I play X-wing.
2: <laughs> you
4: play uh,
1: X-wing. I mean, for myself, it's because I'm too much stuck in a rut, and I don't have enough time to practice, and don't uh, don't spend time playing and practicing. So you know. Oh, also, I, uh,
4: I never stop being aggressive that's that's a problem for me yeah that's a big problem for you yep all right well thanks so much for coming on guys and
2: uh we'll end the stream here and uh hope hope everybody
4: has a good couple weeks until we come back take it easy and thanks for having us